Welcome back, everybody. We are back after a, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a brief hiatus, but we are officially back. Uh, new season of Premier League. Uh, we felt we had, uh, we had to bust out an episode here, and uh, we will try to be back posting consistent stuff, yeah. so... Uh, it was a nice break, but we are we're officially back for we'll call it season two. So, Avi, how are you today? Fantastic, man. Season two of the Golden Gold Podcast is officially a go, man. Uh, yeah, guys, sorry, sorry to our loyal fans out there, loyal listeners. Um, we kind of I think I don't know I think it was like after COVID, after the shutdown, like things got kind of wonky with like I mean not just this podcast but just the whole entire soccer world in general. Um, and like uh, you know, our schedules were always like not aligning up, so we decided to take like you know like a month break. But Prime is back, my man. We're trying to uh, bust out a episode a week now, so hopefully you know at the beginning of your week you can recap on all things Premier League and everything going on around in the soccer world like usual. So officially, guys, we're back, and we're gonna do an episode once a week, and we'll probably try to do a giveaway soon. Actually, for reals this time. Yeah, for <laughs> for reals, for reals this time. Yeah, but yeah capping off uh season two on on the right foot it's good to be back miss doing this miss talking some footy uh we're pretty much just gonna stick to premier league today um just because i i know some other leagues have started but um i i'm really excited about this season um i i really liked uh, i really like uh leads being back in the in, in the prem you know and um there's been some really exciting transfers with some of the mid-table teams as well yep, yep. um that can make things interesting this year so uh, we're just going to stick with Prem today. We might hop into MLS and maybe a, a future episode and um, hop into some of the other leagues. But uh, for today, you guys get exclusive Premier League content. So Hell yeah. Um, we are going to put out our predictions for the Premier League table on Twitter um, sometime this week. Uh, but we will discuss it a little bit in depth, mainly the top half today on air. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Hav, what are your thoughts going into the season? We'll start very, we'll start very broad here. Um, yeah, first thoughts. I mean, there's been a lot of good signings, man. Like, um, obviously, Leeds made some good signings. They made that Rodrigo signing from, yep. uh, even though <laughs> we'll get into that game. Even though he caused a PK, <laughs> that, that lost right. him the game. Um, but Leeds made some good signings. Um, obviously, Everton uh, totally reamped that midfield with Dracure, Allen, and James Rodriguez. Uh, so weird to see Hamas in an Everton shirt in the Premier League. Really? It's, yes. it's it's so weird, but it's awesome. Um, Chelsea pretty much getting a whole starting eleven <laughs> uh, with a bunch of new signings as well. Um, just like everyone's making making a lot of signings and really adding to their team. And I think overall the Premier League is going to be a lot more competitive this year than it was last year. I still think it'll probably be between Liverpool and City, I think, for who wins it. But I think the gap's going to be closed a lot more than it was last year. So um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot more competitive. I think you're really going to uh, – the teams are going to really need to be on their game, um, not, you know, not fuck around. And like Chelsea last year where they let up like a ton of goals against, like you're going to have to be really tidy on D yeah. and every game's going to count. So, Yeah, I think, I think the competitive nature of this season is what I'm looking forward to most. Um Whereas last year, you know, I mean, obviously we're excited for every season, mm -hmm. new season. Um, but last year, I think everyone still knew it would just be a City and Liverpool show, and it still might be this year. Um, but I, I do agree with you. I think with the moves that other teams in the top half have made, it'll be um, a lot more competitive, not only at the top, but I think there are more mid-table teams now that can, you know, bloody some noses 
uh, of the of the title contenders. Um, I, I definitely, I mean, we saw it with Leeds. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that game later, but we we saw it with Leeds this this weekend against Liverpool opening game. They could play. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah, they, I mean, good attacking you know football. Yeah, they're really exciting to watch. And um, one team that you didn't mention in your in your opening comments is is Newcastle. They've You're right. Yeah, they they've kind of revamped their squad as well, along with Everton. Yeah, um, you know they brought in Callum Wilson, who yeah he's had some injuries, but they also brought in Jamal Lewis and Frazier. They, they brought in Frazier. They brought in Jeff Hendrick from Liverpool or not Liverpool from Burnley, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, who was kind of a lone attacking bright spot in that <laughs> yeah, Burnley team, yeah. who's also always dreadful to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he actually played really well in their opening game, and they also have you know they have Saint Maximin, who was a bright spot for them last year. So I kind of like Newcastle squad as well, mm-hmm. and can see them finishing top half. But definitely, yeah, this year, you know, some of the moves, especially those those handful of teams, I can really see the gap being closed, especially with the the team that Chelsea will field this year. Mm-hmm. We'll see how they play in their first game tomorrow, but. Uh, that attacking four and their midfield, you know, is going to be, you know, Huge. amongst the best. Yeah, yeah. They really are. They may not have as much depth mm-hmm. as, say, a City or a Liverpool do. And, I mean, they're certainly not going to be as good as the, at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what your thoughts on the Thiago Silva signing is, but, I mean, for me, I think it would have been a really, really good signing for them two, three years ago. But now, I mean, what is he, 34 years old? 35 or something, yeah. 34, yeah, I, I, I don't know if a 35-year-old is going to take you from where you were in the last couple of years defensively to where you need to be or where you want to be. Yeah, no, I agree. I think what's interesting is, because I think right now, up to date, I think Chelsea have signed eight new players, I think. Eight, seven or eight, right? Yeah. Um, I guess the only, my only concern with that would be how do you mesh that many new faces into the squad? Because I feel, yeah. you know, you got... Timo Werner, who probably be a starter. Um, Zayic, maybe, could be a starter. I don't know. Havertz, probably, probably have to put you, in Havertz you would somewhere. Think. Yeah, you would think. So those three, how do you mesh those three in there? And I'm curious to see how, how Zayic does in the Premier League. How I think Werner will be fine. But I'm also curious to see how, uh, how Havertz adapts to the Premier League as well. I, yeah. I just really Because you never know. You sign so many players, and you think they're all going to hit the ground running, but... Not every player is the same. You know, every player adapts at different different speeds, and I, I definitely think that's probably one of uh, Lampard's biggest concerns going into the season is how you're going to be yeah. able to mesh all these new phases into the squad because a lot of them are going to go straight to the starting 11. Um, Tiago Silva, I think it helps a lot just because of the experience. Um, I'd probably pair him and Rudiger if Rudiger's, uh, you know, not injured all the time. Yeah. I'd probably pair them two together. Um but I definitely think Thiago Silva is more of a short-term fix than a long-term fix, for sure. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll yeah we'll talk about Chelsea first since yeah. they've been the biggest players yeah. in the transfer window, yeah. by far, mm-hmm. of the top clubs. My <laughs> my thing is, you know, they bring in Thiago Silva, and I see all these projected 11s for Chelsea on uh, on Twitter, and Kurt Zuma is always in there. Kurt Zuma is always in there. I I thought Tamori was gonna be like the next big thing mm-hmm. in, in in the back line for mm-hmm. Chelsea. And I keep seeing Kurt Zuba. I mean, the dude was a bust at, at – he was at Stoke, and then he was at – was he Everton? Was yeah. he at Everton yeah, he was too? at Everton also. And he never really seemed to quite find his footing there at either of those teams on loans. 
And now he's back, and he's all of a sudden, like, he just always seems to be in the mix, but he never really, you know, consistently performs to the to the point where he's considered, like, a top defender no, yeah. in the league. Mm-hmm. But here, here he is. I always see him partnered alongside Thiago Silva uh, leading up to their first mm-hmm. game tomorrow. And um, to your Zayek point, I actually talked to one of my, my buddies who's a Chelsea fan, and his concern was, can he handle the physicality of, of the Premier League? He's kind of small, very, and not not as he's he's a little taller, but he's very. He doesn't really have much meat on him. No, no. And you know, you go in against a team like maybe Burnley or Crystal Palace, who you know they're not afraid to get physical with you. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be able to handle that? Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see, and I, and I totally agree with that point. That's a, that's a big question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously he has that quickness to him. And he, he was a great player, but he was in the Dutch league. You know, and, and, and Ajax, Ajax had that great Champions League run a couple of years ago now. But, you know, playing gay, a weekend, week out against, you know, Dutch league opponents compared to Premier League opponents, it's, it's night and day. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm really curious to see, as I have been with other transfers from that league in the past, um, how the, how they transition from that that physicality level? No, yeah, a hundred percent. It's a, yeah, it's it's an interesting one, and you know he. I mean, obviously he won't. I don't think Lampard will be short of options up front though. I mean, he's still got Pulisic, um, Hudson Adoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Uh, William left already to Arsenal. Um, I think that actually those are the only two remaining wingers. Mason Mount. Mason Mount. You're right. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's got. I mean I. I who knows? He certainly I, has. He, options. he certainly has options, right? And I think the most important, uh, the most important part, though, that team I still think is going to be Conte, though, just because that defense is still going to be a little weaker. Yeah. I think he's going to play a huge role this season. Well, I think uh, Kovacic was a very underrated player for yeah. them last season. Um, I think if he's not in the side, they don't finish where they do. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of a box-to-box player. Yeah. And. Uh, Conte wasn't always fit last year, yeah. so they kind of had Jorginho a lot in the mix, and they even had the Billy Gilmore kid in the mix as well, mm-hmm. uh, young defensive midfielder. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I've heard, I've heard they're trying to move Jorginho and get De- Declan Rice. That would be really interesting to see. Uh, but I mean, if Conte is healthy and you know he plays like his normal self, yeah. that midfield will be yeah. will be in good form. Yeah. It'll just be the back yeah. line, really. These Chelsea fans getting greedy, man. Declan Rice too. What more do they want? What more do these fans <laughs> Shit, want? I don't. I mean, I think they need to go out and get another defender, defender as opposed to a center midfielder. That's what I think also. Because I think that Billy Gilmore kid is is solid. No, he's, yeah, he's, he's, I've seen him play. He's legit. Yeah. And I mean, if they move Jorginho, they still have him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine they'll they'll keep Conte. That's their intention. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine you'd want to get a right back or another center back before you. Yeah. Oh, they got Chilwell. Yeah, they got Chilwell. Chilwell. And them. now they're looking to get this uh, this goalkeeper from the French league as well. Have you heard about God, that? Yeah, goddamn. I don't they, know. Is it, I don't. I'm not really familiar I, with him at I, all. This but. season, Chelsea just they pretty much um, <laughs> they just pretty much did the FIFA went to the league club and they just re- resigned the whole <laughs> starting eleven. It's well, just I mean, much. basically because they couldn't sign anyone yeah. last off season, if you remember. That's true, and with, they got the band. and they had the hazard money too from. That Real Madrid yeah, transfer, yeah, they're mil. just sitting there, they're basically. There, so I'm not surprised. I'm just, I wouldn't say oh, being overly ambitious is a bad thing. I'm just kind of like, how much is, how much is enough? You know, like, right. you know. So, um, but yeah, Chelsea, I think are definitely gonna be strong. Um, so with that being said, 
where do you and we can this can okay. kind of be yeah. a segue into it, like where are we predicting the the top half? Mm-hmm. Where do you think Chelsea finishes this year? I still think they finish behind Liverpool and City, so uh, I'd probably put them in like a third, third or fourth, probably. So for I have sure. them in fourth behind okay. uh, City, Liverpool, and United. Actually, you have them behind United. Okay, I've given United wow. the nod this year. Wow. Um. So holy shit! I mean, it, it pains <laughs> me to say it, but you know, you know, tell your lads to, you know, don't let me down. Yeah. Because I. I mean. Same here. Whereas I'd hate to see them succeed. Um. I. I see that a lot of potential in them this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um. On the back end of last year, where they I they I thought they played yeah. well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Chelsea third or fourth. I just really you know, it's gonna come down to that defense. I think for sure. Yeah. Um. I don't want to even get into this too much, but like I still think Chilwell is a poor man's Luke Shaw. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. So I don't. I don't okay. think. I don't think. Uh, I would, I don't want to say poor man's Luke Shaw, but I just think Luke Shaw is a little bit better than Chilwell. Still, in turn, like in 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 that's not. I guess overall, like Chilwell is probably a little bit more fit than Luke Shaw overall. But I think in terms of ability, I still think Luke Shaw is, is a better player at left back. But I digress. That's an opinion. I'm not sure. gonna. You know, I don't want to. I don't want. <laughs> So before we get into off, but before we get into the games that have uh, happened this weekend, because mm-hmm. this is Sunday, by the way, folks. This is Sunday. Mm-hmm. We're filming this on Sunday, recording on Sunday. Um, before we get into the games, what is your, uh, we'll say, top eight prediction for this year, and any sort of hot takes that you have? Because I know you said you had a. You, you were kind of teasing me this week. You you had some hot takes to to spill on the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, here. Okay. Uh, so my top eight. So I'll just give you straight up kind of what I think is gonna happen. So first, I have a, f- I don't know why I have a feeling City might win it this year. Yeah. I have a feeling City might win it this year. I don't. Obviously, it's it's too close. Like I I can't tell, but I don't know. I have a feeling City's gonna win it this year. Liverpool, Liverpool, jeez, Liverpool haven't really added to their ranks, really. I mean, they haven't really made any signings. I know they're kind of looking at Thiago. Uh, Wijnaldum mm-hmm. might leave for Barcelona. I don't know what's going on with that. I but, have heard that, yeah. Uh, I, I just feel like Liverpool haven't really freshened up that squad, which I think could lead to a little bit of complacency and just kind of fresh out of ideas, maybe. You know, I, they just kind of look a little slow in terms of uh, just changing it up a little bit. Um, but I still think they'll have a strong squad, so I'll put them in second. Third... I still think with all the additions Chelsea made, they should get third place. And I think the pressure is going to be on Lampard this season to provide or to um, to come out with like good performances week in week out is what I'm saying. But now you have all these players, you have all this squad depth now, especially in the attacking third. Um, now we got to uh, watch something happen. You got to make something happen and deliver. So I think the pressure's on, but I think Chelsea could probably squeak third. Uh, United, I'll, I put them at fourth. My only reason I put them behind Chelsea is because. They made a good signing in Van de Beek. I think that was a solid signing. Um, really adds to that midfielder depth uh, that they really needed. So now, you know, say Bruno Pogba not having a good game or you need to switch something up in the midfield with a little bit more creativity, you can throw Donny in there. If he's doing better than Pogba, you start him over Pogba. I mean, just really, you, you, yeah. have, you know, it doesn't matter. But you have yeah, I like that you have that option. Uh, where I'm kind of pissed off, though, is... They still haven't signed a right winger. I know they're linked to Sancho. I don't really care at this point who they sign. Like, they need a good right winger, though, that slots into that role. I don't think Greenwood should be starting every game week in, week out. Um, he's a natural-born striker, so I would definitely be cool to have someone play on the right wing and maybe have 
Greenwood fill in for Marshall as a striker position, as a backup, or also you can still throw him on the wings. doesn't matter. So I still think they need a right winger. I would have loved to see another defender, center back, been added to that team also, but it's whatever. I still think if they, they give me one more signing, a right winger, and I think we could really contest for third with Chelsea um, and close the gap between Liverpool and, and City. But anyways, I don't know what's going to happen yet. Window hasn't closed, so I'll put him at fourth right now. Uh, fifth, this is an interesting one. Fifth's interesting because Arsenal's low-key looking kind of good. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into the games in a, in a sec, but they look they look pretty solid against Fulham. Granted, it's Fulham. Um, yeah. Gabriel, though, had had his first goal and <laughs> first yeah. appearance for the club. And remind so. me, do you know where he – I know he came from the French I think League. From, was it? I think it was Lille. Lille? Would have been yeah. Lille. And I was I, – I mean – I'll be honest. I don't really pay too much attention to the French league, uh-huh. but I had I was not familiar with him at all. I didn't. But really, I yeah, mean, I he's supposed to be very good. I but is he? Uh, Fr- is he French? What's his Brazilian? Niche? Brazilian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but f- first game, first goal. I mean, can't be too bad, and he can't be much worse than what they had. So no, yeah, and uh, he, apparently from what people are saying, he looked pretty solid. Uh, and he, I mean, he, I mean, him and Saliba just bring you know a, a lot of more like. Speed, um, I don't know in terms of soccer knowledge, just because I know the French leagues are like different from the Premier League. Yeah. So like we'll have to see how that works out for them. But it's good additions, and uh, I'm impressed with the signing, anyways. And he played well. Uh, I was kind of wanted to see where he played before. Was it? Yeah, it was Leo. Okay. Um, I think I'd probably put Arsenal fifth, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're good enough still to uh, to get a top four position. Um, I still. I just don't know how those how Saliba and Gabriel are gonna do in the long run. Well, that's I think that's probably what it's gonna come down to. I like the addition of William though, pretty decent, and had a good year last year. As much as I mean, I, I hate on him too, William. I, I think he's a little bit washed up, mm-hmm. but I mean, he, in terms of numbers, I mean, he had a pretty good year last yeah, year. Yeah. Uh, I know he takes a lot of the penalties, or he took a lot of the penalties and free kicks last year for for uh, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, coming off of a good year, I mean, I don't know how long of a contract they gave him, but he's not a bad signing. No, I agree. Uh, so I put him in fifth. Uh, sixth place. I still think Tottenham, I think Tottenham gets sixth place. Mourinho Spurs get sixth. They're looking pretty ass water, though. They lost against Everton today. Um, yeah, I have some hot takes yeah, we about, have some, yeah, about yeah. Spurs. Uh, I put, it, I'll put Spurs sixth place, seventh place. Um. Actually, I totally forgot about Wolves. I put Wolves six, Spurs seventh. My bad. I forgot okay. about Wolves. And eighth. This is my hot take. <laughs> Hear me out on this one. I put Leeds eighth. Leeds eighth. Yeah. Wow. That I was a hot take. But what's funny is yesterday my bu- <laughs> my buddy was saying how uh, Leeds is gonna get top half, but I also told him they could pull Norwich and just be ass after like one game, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. He had a point. This he, this team this team looks a lot more different than Norwich just because they went toe to toe with the the best team in the Premier League last year yeah. or last season. Um, Norwich, on the other hand, last five one opening season against Liverpool last season. Yeah. I still think Leeds have a lot better attack. have a lot better attacking threat than Norwich did. Yeah, they're better all um, over the place. And they have some like they just look like they have some grit to them. They look like they, they have some grit to them, man. Um, and I think Rodrigo would come good, even though he kind of kind of fucked it up <laughs> the last couple minutes of the game with that awful tackle he made. But I think Leeds could uh, 
I think Leeds, man, if they have enough momentum behind them, the fans are dope as hell. Like, I, I think they can make a top half finish. I'm gonna uh, fuck it. I, I'm telling. I'm saying eighth. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's out of the question. I, I really don't. Um, I think it's. Uh, I have them twelfth. Fair. That's fair. Um, I think they're gonna have a lot of good moments this year. Um, I like the squad that they have. I think it's only going to be up from here. I, I, I don't see them even being in a relegation battle at all this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they can play. Mm-hmm. They have great individual players. Um, they're very they're a very fit team. Um, they can be physical mm-hmm. at times. Um, Bielsa, I think his tactics are – I think he's a very smart coach. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Norwich coaching staff had the personnel to, you know, be tactically ready for – many teams mm-hmm. next last mm-hmm. year at all um but i i think leeds is, is definitely very prepared they didn't go out and sign too many players like we saw with fulham mm-hmm. the last time they were up uh, but they didn't go out and keep the exact same team either so i think they found a good balance with uh the transfer window yeah. uh but yeah um my my top eight i would say top 10 um i have city winning um i think it's very hard to go back to back um i think City have made good signings, whereas I, I think it's, I think I have them there more because Liverpool made no signings, mm-hmm. and because it's so hard to go back to back, especially when I mean they were still in Europe for, you know they were in there quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Ferran Torres signing for City. I like the Ake signing as well. Um, I know the window's not over yet. And they and they still might you know shop around a little bit. Look at Kulabali, um, maybe right. I yeah, I, I heard he's he's uh, talks are still going on there. Um, I I think Phil Foden will get a lot more minutes this year with David Silva gone. Um, and as and as long as they're as long as Aguero can stay healthy, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I don't want to dwell too much on last year, but I think. Liverpool were better the year before when they lost to City by a point. Uh-huh, when they had, a, what, like 97 points yeah, or something yeah. like that, and City had 98. Mm-hmm. I think Liverpool were more impressive that year than they were last year in the league. I think Liverpool won last year mainly because City and everyone else was so bad and inconsistent yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than them being outstanding. Not to say they weren't great. Mm-hmm. They were certainly great and consistent all year, but I thought – they were unbeaten first half of the season. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. thought consistency-wise, they were better the year before. I mean, last year they had a couple of results that they kind of squeaked out. And, I mean, the great teams do that, don't get me wrong, but I thought they were a better team the year before that um, as opposed yeah. to last year. Yeah. I just think they're losing a little bit of steam off their end. Yeah, I think, exactly. I, I think that's right. kind of what's happening. And yeah, it's, it's, and it's probably because of lack of signings also, right. honestly. Right. Right, and and I don't think I by no means do I think anything has gotten stale. Yeah. I just think that, um, you know, with everyone else strengthening around you, you still have to find areas where you can strengthen as well, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's just depth pieces. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we saw last year. I mean, Minamino didn't do jack shit last year. Mm-hmm. Shakiri barely saw the field. Like, are those, are those the depth pieces you want? Yeah. I mean, Shakiri hasn't hasn't been really done anything. Minamino. Didn't really have any stats to his name. Maybe you need to go out and look for other depth pieces for late on in the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. I got City first, Liverpool second. Um, I have United third. Uh, we talked about that mm-hmm. earlier. Chelsea fourth. 
Arsenal fifth. I think. I think Arteta has got them clicking attackingly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Gabriel signing was was big time, um, and I think William was a good additional attacking signing, even if he's not playing game in game out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Saka is a good player that they have been able to hold on to um, as a winger or Left back. a defender, depending on what yeah, system they play and the opponent. Um, the midfield is where I'm a little concerned with Arsenal. I still think they're going to be that team that drops a result here and there that you're like, how the hell do they drop a fucking result mm-hmm. to Crystal Palace yeah, or yeah, you know, yeah. a Burnley or someone like that? Mm-hmm. I, still th- I still think they're going to have results like that this year. So I have them fifth. I have Leicester sixth. This is a bit of a ballsy one because we saw them drop off a lot last year in the second half yeah, of the season. Yeah. But I liked what I saw from them today, although they haven't really strengthened their squad either very much. No. And today, Ndidi actually started at center back alongside Soyunku. Yeah, I saw that. Because Johnny Evans is out and Wes Morgan is out. So like, And Wes Morgan is fucking old as shit, too. So even if West Morgan is healthy, you're gonna start West Morgan at center back against you know. Probably be nice to use that Chilwell money right now, man, because yeah, they're. I think I they're, think I think they're in need tr- of a signing. I think they're in trouble, and I, I'm actually surprised you put them at six, just because like it, it could go either way for them to be. It could either they could pull like a top eight yeah. miracle, or they could just be shit. Yeah, that's why I said this is a bit of a ballsy pick, but I still think they have enough in the tank to you know. Um, Jamie Vardy, I mean, pull out the I mean, Jamie Vardy scored twice today. Yeah. Uh, they did sign Castan uh, from Atalanta, who yeah. scored today as well. Um, so I mean, they have good pieces there. I just don't think they've strengthened their squad enough to retain. Uh, what did they finish last year? Fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Fifth. I I, I don't see them finishing fifth. I think it's going to be six, sixth. I think six is very generous of me to give them yeah, six, yeah. but I, I'm going to stick to it. Then I have Spurs at seventh. I think they're going to really struggle this year. Um, they brought Daugherty in, but I mean... And Hoiberg. And Hoiberg, but those aren't... I mean, I think the Daugherty signing is good, especially because Aurier was such a liability mm-hmm. last year. But, I mean, Hoiberg's not really going to strengthen your I team mean, they already too have, much. They already have a lot of depth in that midfield, I feel like. Yeah, I, th- I think they needed... I mean, Eric Dyer is still playing as a center back. Yeah. I think he could have gone out and gotten a center back because I think... Was it Vertonghen that left? Yeah, I think it was Vertonghen. Vertonghen left. Um, you got Ben Davies as your left back. And, you know, second year Mourinho. Second season Mourinho. We've seen it at every club he's at. They always struggle. Yeah, yeah. And they weren't good last year either, at second, and uh, especially after the restart. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, of course, they lost opening day today to, to Everton, which, speaking of Everton, I have them ninth with Wolves and eighth in between them and, uh, and Spurs. Okay. I, I think Wolves – I actually expected Wolves to make more signings in the offseason than they did. I know they brought in a couple Portuguese players as they did, mm-hmm. as they do. They pay, like, um, a big fee for for a young kid, right? Yeah, like I don't know too much about him. I don't know, like I don't really Fabio know. Silva or Tiago Silva or something. That some, beats, beats me. 18-year-old kid, and they brought in another center back from the Portuguese league as well. Um, and then I got Newcastle, 10th. Yeah. I Who like, says no? I like and that. I, I, I yeah. don't know. I like that. I, I Honestly, yeah, I'd probably put Newcastle, 10th. I'd probably put uh, Everton right in front of them at 9th, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's where I've got yeah. Everton. Okay. So uh, one quick thing about Everton before we hop into the games, and we could start with the Everton games, most recent. Um it's crazy to me how much of an influence Ancelotti has been able to have, you know, 
on his first full transfer window. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got his first full transfer window, and he brings in Allen, who was with him at Napoli. Uh, James, which was with him at Bayern. And then Decore, who um, I thought was... Bayern and uh, Real Madrid, actually. And Real Madrid, yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, Decore, who I thought was a, a, a big, bright spot for Watford, Watford yeah. despite their season last year. Um, and then they ha- they have good existing pieces. Calvert Lewin, I think, is a is a is a good mm-hmm. player. I like Richarlison. I like Digne. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they still lack some st- some depth though. The yeah, team. they they definitely do. But I, it's it's crazy to me that Everton could bring in a guy like James, who's been at Real Madrid and Bayern Munich, and now he's at Everton. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, all because you know you have a figure like Ancelotti. Oh, yeah, he would never side. go there. I mean, they even yeah, said yeah. the only reason I went was because of Ancelotti. Mm-hmm. So. so I'm excited about Everton this year. And uh, we'll segue into the game, which we, we were kind of complaining about it beforehand, this fucking Peacock streaming service. Um, we were all looking forward to this game. This was the game of the weekend for me, and we turn it on at 1030, and uh, it's not fucking on NBC. Uh, it's on this damn Peacock site. And Peacock was allowing free streaming at the end of last year, and now they hit us with you gotta pay five dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, they're for, they're they're saying how it's like you know, free. You can stream free games, and I'm like, this is fishy. I don't like this. Why is it free? Like, what's gonna happen? And sure enough, too good to be true. Too good to be true, bro. Five dollars a month. Bunch of assets. Yeah. So yeah, I was disappointed. I didn't get to watch that game, but. It was actually kind of, I'm not going to say boring, but it was only 1-0. Um, yeah, it was 1-0. Um, off a set piece. Uh, mm-hmm. Digne hit off a, hit a set piece, and Calvert-Lewin Calvert scored a header. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and apparently, I just, from what I heard from people and everything, I just heard Spurs had no or short of ideas. Like, they just had nothing going for them. Well, and I think that's going to be the case for them but for a lot of this year. But it's kind of, but it's kind of interesting, right? Because they got Son, Harry Kane... Um, that Bergwijn. Bergwijn, Lucas Mora. I mean, those are good attacking players. I don't really know about Deli Ali so much. Um, I think honestly, Deli Ali this season it's a make or break for him in terms of like what what kind of player he's gonna be down in the history books. Like, is he gonna be one? Was he just like you know one of those kids that hit his heights like really young and then it really fulfilled that potential because he's just like consistently going up and down, up and down. Um, I think this season he really needs to prove a point to himself and to everyone around him, kind of like what kind of player he's going to be. Yeah, because he's got the I talent. Mean, I think he's yeah, got the talent. Engl- England for the national team, too. I mean, they have no short of talent in the midfield. Yeah. I mean, James Madison, Grealish yeah. come into the mix yeah. now. They, I mean, they have, it, they have good midfielders, and if he wants to be still part of that conversation, he's going to have to have himself a bit of a year. Yeah, because yeah. he, he's kind of turning into low-key like a Lingard-type player now. Yeah, and then, but I wouldn't that's, say, a, that's I actually a good comparison. I, wouldn't, I don't want to say he's as bad as Lingard right now. <laughs> Lingard's pretty because Lingard's bad. pretty bad right now, but he's like slow. But that's how it happened. Like you just slowly get really complacent, and I don't know what it is. Like I don't know if you've been watching the the Spurs documentary at all. I have not. Um, you should watch it first of all, but or anyone else that's listening to this. Um, but uh, when Mourinho came in, he uh, pretty much <laughs> had a talk with Deli Ali, and he's like, "You're a fucking lazy trainer." Like, he's like, he told him that he's like, "You're a la- you, you're lazy like in training." Yeah. And he's uh, and he was telling him he's like I don't know like why your career has been like really up and down. He's like I don't know if you're a party boy or like I don't know what ha- like I don't know like he's like only you know that. But he's like you gotta really you gotta demand more from yourself is what he what he was saying. He was gonna demand more. So I I, I don't know what's going yeah. on. I don't know his personal affairs or whatever. But 
I definitely think Deli Ali has a pro, uh, has a point to prove this season. So I think that's gonna be a, he's gonna be a big X factor. I think. I think so as well. I mean, especially if the attack isn't gelling, yeah, like it should. I mean, I, I think a big having a good attacking midfielder, which it's supposed to be him. Yeah, yeah. Um, having an, an impactful attacking midfielder can go a long way. And if he's if he's on his game, I really don't know how the other three are gonna be. Yeah. Um, in terms of the team chemistry and how they're going to gel on the yeah. on the attacking side of yeah. things, uh, so yeah, I have my I have my doubts about Spurs. I honestly, I mean, I have them seventh. I could see them finishing as low as ninth. Yeah, yeah. I really can. I could see Everton finishing above them, and um, I could see Wolves finishing above yeah. them too. Yeah, and they could turn out like how Arsenal was last year in the league. You know, they, they you drop too many points. Sure, maybe you beat up on the. On the little fish, but you know you can't beat anybody in the top half. Yeah, shit catches up to you, mm-hmm. and before you know it, sitting in ninth, wolves are tying people in the top six. Everton tying beating people in the top six, and then they're ahead of you at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So it's very, I'll, I'll very be very interested to see how things progress yeah. with Spurs. They didn't really sign anybody notable in the off season either. No, no, I think top four is out of their reach already. It's over before it even started. I think. Yeah, to be honest, so. So then the early game today was Leicester West Brom. Um, I've, I mean, I know we only talked about the top half, but West Brom, I got West Brom, West Ham, Villa, Fulham, all in the bottom four relegation battle. I think four or five. I think West Brom for sure and Fulham get knocked out. Yeah. Um, We'll get into that. We'll get into the full game, Fulham game in a second. But yeah, I didn't watch the West Brom game. I don't know. I just think West Brom's always been ass, and they always will be. I don't really, I don't, I don't know. They, I don't really think they. You see, you always have, when teams come up from the championship, you always have that one team that like is a bright spot, like leads, really awesome, fun to watch, attacking football, yeah. can compete. Then you have the other two that are just kind of ass water, and that's West yeah. Brom and Fulham. They just both. They look awful. I mean, they look awful. I mean, la- and last year it was. It was Villa and Norwich who were ass water, and then it was Sheffield. You know they were just the gritty, yeah. the gritty team who grinded out results, and they'll be that they'll be that team again this year mm-hmm. most likely. But I mean, I was watching West Brom, and I mean they played five in the back against Leicester, who I mean it's it's basically just Jamie Vardy at this point, and I mean they're not a crazy attacking, threatening team. I mean Jamie Vardy is thirty plus years old. Sure, he's still good, but. It's not like you're playing against Cristiano Ronaldo or something. You're not playing against a top four side, and they're sitting five in the back. I don't know where their goals are going to come from. Um, Get Lukaku and and loan again. They have Hal Robson Kanu on the bench, who has played for like three Premier League teams, and I'd be surprised if he has more than two goals. They have this Callum Robinson up top, who I'm not too familiar with. Um. He was on actually he was on Sheffield last year and he, I mean that shows I don't even remember him being on Sheffield last year and yet he's starting for West Brom. Their midfield is still Jake Livermore. You remember Jake Livermore? He's their he used captain. to play for Hull City, right? Yeah, he's their captain alongside this Romaine Sawyer's guy. I think they're just gonna get run through every game. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know where the goals are gonna come from. I think they're gonna be on the wrong side of a midfield battle almost every game against every any team. 
Uh, remember they used to have that striker, Bernahino or whatever his name was? Berahino? Yeah, remember that guy? Yeah, he was supposed to be the next big thing, and I think he plays in, like, Japan or Qatar oh, really? now or something. I was yeah. thinking, because he played for West Brom. I was just he thinking did. about that the other yeah. day. Okay, funny. Uh, but I like their, I mean, they have good wing play. Yeah. Uh, this Grady Diangana guy, I've seen a bit of him. He's got some good feet. And this Mateus Pereira guy, um, He's got so he he had I think 16 assists last year for them, mm-hmm. and they have good old Kieran Gibbs as a fullback, and um, Kieran Gibbs. they've got they've got some good wide players, but ultimately I I just don't know where the goals are going to come from. I don't see them winning more than six games. No, no, I yeah, it's gonna be a rough season, man. Yeah, it's gonna be rough for West Brom. I would imagine they go out mid season. And go and look for a striker because I don't know where they're gonna their goals are gonna, gonna come, come from. from. Yeah. But that's it for Sunday's um, games. What was yesterday? We'll go to yesterday's game, right? Saturdays. Yeah. Let's start with the Arsenal. Yeah, one. we'll start with the Arsenal. You can, you can okay. lead on that All one because right. I, I didn't get to watch that one. I, I didn't really. I didn't. Week. Um, I didn't really watch much of it either. After they scored the first ten minutes, I fell asleep. So, um, but I watched the highlights and stuff. I guess. I mean. It was just business as usual, right, for a top six team. I mean, I, I expected Arsenal to beat Fulham. Um, I'll tell you, I'll say this on Fulham. They look so bad on defense. They gave up some, They one goal they gave up was so shit. The defender tried to clear it, and it went through his legs. And it, like, bobbled up in the midfield, and then that's how they ended up scoring. Arsenal scored their first goal. It was, like, off of a fucking shit clearance. Um I, I, like I said before, Fulham definitely got to get relegated. I, I, they look so bad on defense. It's not well, I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at the team. This is almost the exact same team they got relegated with the first time. There is like besides no, besides like the bigger players they signed, right? Or although, am I seeing Alphonse Areola is on Fulham? Oh yeah, I think it's, it's a loan move. He's on loan. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? Well, besides him. This is just about the same exact team that they got relegated with. Am I am I crazy? Oh, Harrison man. Reed might be a new face in Onoma. But I mean, outside of that, same back line basically. Um Mitrovic, they still have Mitrovic. They have uh Le Marchand defender, Knockart. I mean, they got the same fucking team guy. <laughs> They're going nowhere. They were sh- they were terrible last time they were here. They gave up, they gave up. I think the most goals in the league that season that they got relegated. I think they finished in last. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they got in trouble. They're in trouble. They got Kenny Tet from Lyon. <laughs> oh yeah, well, that's a that's a signing. I don't think he played in this game, but that's no. something. Uh, but I mean, yeah. First time around, first time around, they went out and they signed like what eight guys. So the whole, they signed like a whole new team. Yeah, and, and then none of the players gelled and they were screwed. Now they went out and the opposite end of the spectrum, they basically signed nobody. So the I owner mean, the was key, like, the owner was like, "Fuck off, man! I'm the not." Key, I'm not. <laughs> the key is to find a good balance to where you bring in players you need. But you can still, you know, have I, them gel. I think number one thing when when you get promoted to the pro to the Premier League is get a striker that can score yeah, goals. And apparently they apparently they have a lot of faith in Mitrovic because they didn't go out and get another striker. And I know he scores 
quite a few goals on the championship level, but I don't know if he's a Premier League striker who can bang in the amount of goals you need. Yeah. So, we'll yeah, they're going to be in trouble this year. But William had two assists in this game. William had two assists. Gabriel had a goal. Aubameyang had a peach of a goal as well. Arsenal, whatever the hell he wants in his contract, you give it to him. Because if you don't have him, you're finishing yeah. you're finishing seventh or eighth, Yeah. to be honest with you. Easily. Like, if they, if a, you take Aubameyang away from that team, Arsenal easily gets eighth place. Because where do the goals come from? Yeah, exactly. And, and who... And he, I mean, he's even playing as a wide player in this system. Yeah. Where when he was at Dortmund, he was the out and out striker. He wasn't. He wasn't messing around with wide, with wide play. He no. was. People were feeding him. He's, he's feeding Lacazette, and also scoring goals. So he he is, the key to success at that team at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, granted, I mean. Uh, Arteta has them playing very well. Mm-hmm. Had them playing very well at the end of last year as well. Um, he's got them set up, and I see this three three four three, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, William, two assists in this game. If he if he keeps putting up those numbers, Nico Pepe. I mean, he's gonna keep seeing the bench. I hope not, because he's on my fantasy team. So Pepe. Yeah. So <laughs> bold move. I thought he was gonna. I think he's gonna have a a great season. This is gonna be his. This is his season. I think this is this is gonna be his year. There's no way they're not gonna play him. For how much they paid for him, I don't know. Arteta didn't pay for him, so he's probably not gonna give All a right, shit. Well, <laughs> well, don't 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 make me lose sleep, okay? Me, okay. Pepe's gonna have a great season, okay? <laughs> All right, whatever helps you sleep at night. Um, but yeah, it was a routine win for Arsenal, man. I mean, I expect like you know, I don't want. You know, again, I'm a United fan, and I don't like Arsenal. But like, okay, Arsenal fans, don't, don't all right? It's it's Fulham, okay? Relax, yeah. relax. Okay. We know how delusional you are. Yeah, like, fans you know, you guys think now you're gonna, you guys think you're gonna win the league now because you be Fulham three <laughs> zero. Relax. Exactly. Um, but yeah, routine win, so nothing, nothing too much to report there. And then the next game was Palace Southampton. Okay, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch that game. Uh, I didn't no, watch that game. Did I? Although I'm, I'm actually surprised. I'm actually though. I'm surprised that Crystal Palace fucking won because as I, as am I. Because I'll tell you this, although I, although I don't have them in my relegation, um, my relegated teams mm-hmm. on my list here, I would love to see Crystal Palace get relegated. They're so shit to watch. They don't know how to score goals. They're a fucking dirty ass team to play against. City always seem to find a way to drop points against them. And their manager is I mean, Roy Hodgson, he could pass away tomorrow. He's so damn old. He's like seventy five years old. He's still kicking Roy Hodgson. I know he used to be a legendary manager, but I think he I mean, last year, if I'm not mistaken, after the restart, Crystal Palace lost all eight games. They did not tie a game. They, they did not win up. a game. And they still stayed up. And they still stayed up. They knew they couldn't go down, and they just said, fuck it. And they, I think they literally lost every game after the restart last year. And they haven't brought, like, anybody in. They still have Zaha. I, I think they only brought in, um, uh, fuck, what's his, uh, from Chelsea, Bashuai on loan. Bashuai on loan. Who but, they had last yeah, year? Yeah, who's I'm also who's also ass? Anyways, like he's like you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. So it's like he's not even. So another another. Uh, actually, they brought in this kid Eze from QPR. Oh, okay. Who's supposed to be good, but outside of him, I mean, same team, boring team to watch. 
Zaha stuck there again, who at this point I think he's just some overrated guy who's just stuck at a below mediocre club. Because no one wants to pay the fee that they're asking for. Because right. like, what do they want, like $50 million for him? Yeah, and now he's 27 years old, and, you know, his – Years are limited. I'm surprised he didn't. He, I'm surprised he didn't even force a move, though. I'm surprised he even tried to force yeah, a move. So out. he's stuck at Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace look 29% possession. They win one nothing. That's how they're gonna win all of their games this year. And I, I, I just want to see them gone. I, I think they're outside of maybe Burnley. They're gonna be the most boring team to watch. Well, at least Burnley. They. I feel like Burnley accepts the fact that they're. Just, yeah, they know what they are. They know what they are. They know, what they, they, are. know what they are. And the and the coach knows too. Sean um, Dyche. Uh, I don't know if uh, totally going off topic, but I don't know. I don't know if you. Um, it was an interview about like transfer rumors with Messi or whatever, and he was like, he's like, yeah, Messi is or interested in Messi to come here. Over what's their what's their field name? Their stadium. Turf Moor. He's like, yeah, he's you know Messi's interested in coming to Turf Moor. He's like, that's all I have to report though so far, <laughs> or something like that. And it was just like a, he made like a running joke of it. it was just that's like, you know. hilarious. Um, so they know what they are. Crystal Palace. Oh God. I mean, the only. I, I know. I'm sorry, Crystal Palace fans. Like I know, you know, you guys love them, but the only thing going for them is that they're in London. Yeah, that's really. It. That's the only thing they have going for them, and and Zaha. They're probably like the the afterthought. Yeah, they are the all London yeah. clubs too. I mean, yeah, because I'm sure there's even teams in the championships that are in London that are probably more fun to watch. I mean, watch. I, I when know. I think of London, I I think Crystal Palace or not Crystal Palace. I think Fulham before I think of Crystal Palace. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I mean, Fulham might be. A war, they might another, be. Even, they might be even. Ass, they might get more relegated ass. again. Yeah, Fulham might be more ass. So, I don't know, but yeah, I'm surprised. I thought. I need Danny Ings to go off this season again, too. He's in my fantasy. You know, I'm sweating right now, Lee. Like, <laughs> some of the picks that I'm making right now, I don't know. They're not turning out so great. Um, but anyways, we'll move on to the big one. Liverpool 4, Leeds 3. What a goddamn game, dude. Before we get into the game, could I give a quick shout-out to Jack Harrison? Go for it. Jack Harrison. What a, what a journey. He played college soccer here in the States. I believe he's originally from England, but he played college soccer for Wake Forest here in the States. Went through the Super Draft. His pick got traded away by our beloved Chicago Fire. He got picked by the New York, by New York City FC and I believe their inaugural season. And that was his springboard to, um, you know, City brought... He's technically still a City player and then they loan him every year. Um, so he's been at Leeds for I think I think this will be his third straight year at Leeds oh. um, but he scores the opening goal for Leeds in this game and he turns Trent inside out Makes arguably the best right back in the world right now he really just he really just said Trent you may be good going forward but your ass at defense he you. put his nutsack on his head and said and how do, he, how's it smell <laughs> and he said and he said, how does it smell? And he and scored. And fucking tied the game. Yeah. And he made it. He, it was an incredible goal. It was really nice. Leeds had some bangers this game. Yeah. Uh, this Matus Klitsch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He had a nice goal as well. But, yeah, Leeds, Leeds were nice, man. And they all, they, a lot of the, 51% possession. And they were, a lot of them were rocking that cool-ass ponytail look. Yeah, good hair. Good hair. Good hair on that team. 10 out of 10 hair, man. Hell 10 yeah. 10 out of 10 hair. Um Marcelo Bielsa is a character on the sideline. I love that mm-hmm. in a newly promoted side. And they had 
they had Liverpool sweating. They really did. And two of the goals they allowed, I mean, one was a two, one was a pen. Two, I think two, right? Two pens? Was it two pens? I thought it was two. That's the last score, two pens. Yeah. Yeah, two pens. Two pens. Two pens and Van Dyke off a corner. Yeah. So only allowed one goal from the run of play, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it was, I believe it was that rocket from Salah, yeah. which was also like headed away off of a cross. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of t- got to tip your hat to him. But um, yeah, three of the four goals, set pieces, one on an unlucky handball. And then the last one, Rodrigo with a... Rodrigo. Oh, God. I had actually, I was kind of pissed off about that one. Like, I know you're the, I know you're a Ford, but... You never go in like that yeah. in the box. Like it's he, common sense. Like he like I He just, didn't even it, try to move his feet. He didn't feet. try to move his feet. Like he turned <laughs> he turned his head and like stuck his foot in there just oh I hope I, I hope I block it. Like, you know, like he, come on, bro. And it's like it's like I mean that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, you know, even if there's five minutes left in the game, like you can't just shut off like that. You always it'll be you know, you always it'll be on and I was kinda pissed. They deserved a tie, I think, for that yeah, performance. They deserved, they, deserved a tie. they deserved a point in that game for sure. Um but they look good, dude, and like I said, I mean, you know, they have some cool stories. The Harrison story is awesome. Um the team looks pretty dope. They look like they gel well together. I mean yeah. they, a lot of them have the same haircut. So uh, <laughs> also a name I want um you and all the listeners to look out for this year is Calvin Phillips for Leeds, uh defensive midfielder. Um, I believe he made his England debut in Nations League yeah. over the past break. Mm-hmm. And even in their last year in the championship, I, I heard a lot about this guy. So towards the end of the year, I started watching, especially with the pandemic starting, and they were on ESPN Plus once in a while. I was starting to watch oh. some Leeds games, and he is a class defensive really? midfielder. And he breaks up a lot of plays, wow. um, doesn't very miss many passes. Um, and he's been playing for Leeds his whole his whole life. Yeah, since yeah, I mean since he started June f- tw- June twenty fourteen, and it I mean I don't see Leeds being in a, in a relegation battle this year, but in by some miracle that they are and they get relegated, he'll be the first person on people's transfer list. Oh yeah, because he is very class and very calm on the ball, and he's very young still. I think he's only like twenty two. 24. 24. He's a good age. And now he's got his England debut, I believe, or he's gotten at least a call-up. Yeah, yeah. So he's someone to look out for. And that Rodrigo, I'm sorry, actually surprised he didn't start in this game. Um, but he's someone to look out for as well. And um, I actually liked the right back, Luke Ayling, the other guy with the ponytail. I thought mm-hmm. he played well. And then obviously Jack Harrison. Yeah. So they got some good pieces, and I think – Bielsa is going to have him playing some exciting football this year. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's it for me in, in that game. I mean, it was it was solid seven goals. I mean, no complaints there, man. No that was that, as a neutral fan, that was awesome yeah. to watch. And then the last game, Newcastle West Ham. Bro, uh, both of Newcastle's new signings scored: Wilson and Hendricks or Hendrick. Yeah, yeah. Goal and assist for Hendrick. Mm-hmm. He'll probably be on the team of the week this year. Uh, and then they get the clean sheet. Jamal Lewis starts as well. Um, it's going to be interesting when I don't know if Ryan Frazier's not fit or what's going on with that, but I mean they have they have some actual depth now in the midfield. They have Almiron who comes off the bench, Ryan Frazier, Hendrick, Saint Maximan who was actually very 
I actually liked him a J- lot. John last Joe, year. John Joe, and then they have um, they still got Matt Ritchie as well, who oh, yeah. can play as a winger as well. He puts in some good service, and then your good friend Sean Longstaff, <laughs> who terrorizes United every time oh, they play. Oh my God, Sean Longstaff, Schlong, Schlong Longstaff. <laughs> So they have a they have an interesting team this year, and they've always been. I mean, the back line has usually always been the most solid of their of their lines. I like Jamal Lasalle's a lot too from Newcastle. Yeah, good leader. Yeah. Got that good leadership presence. Um, Federico Fernandez as well, I think, is a good defensive piece. And now, and now that they have, you know, they brought in some good players on the attack. They don't have to fucking defend for ninety minutes like we've seen them had to do last. <laughs> Two three years it feels like, so that really takes a little bit of pressure off their already pretty solid backline. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that opens them up for a lot of opportunity yeah. this year, Newcastle. Yeah. And what about our beloved West Ham? West Ham, on the other hand, uh, they're going to be in trouble. <laughs> Did they make any signings? I don't even know. I don't think they made any signings. I'm looking at their team, and I mean they're still starting. They're still starting Antonio up top, who is not really a striker. Um, what are they kind of? They're still they starting. Some, goddamn Mark Noble, thirty-three years old. <laughs> they made some ass signings. They got Darren Randolph from Middlesbrough for five point two million. Thomas so- Sosuk from Slavia Prague, center defensive mid. Oh uh, yeah, he he actually played a, well for them. Then on right wing, Jared Bowen from Hall City. Yeah, but those Suchek and uh, Bowen were there last year. So, oh yeah, you're brand right. new players wise. I oh mean, yeah, you're I don't right. Think they you're brought right. in anybody. Okay, there you. Yeah. I, yeah. So they're. Ooh, but maybe the Moisaya will prevail once again. <laughs> Who knows? But I think they're going to be in a relegation Dude, battle again. Holler's this year. probably like looking at himself in the mirror. He's like, "Why did I pick this club? Like, he's <laughs> why like, am I coming why here? Am I, why did I come here? Like, wh- I, don't, I wonder what they said to him that like made him want to transfer there because he had a baller season. They must have, yeah, for uh, for Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah, they must have promised him all this stuff, and then here he is with the same exact team that he barely escaped rele- uh, relegation with last year, and had, there's not a single new face in the locker room. Uh, uh, so it's going to be rough for West Ham. Like I said earlier, I, I've got them in the relegation battle along with West Brom, Fulham, Villa, hopefully Crystal Palace, <laughs> and then maybe Brighton as well. So, um, yeah, that's really, that's I think really that's, all I got. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for me also. Um, I guess we can go in. I don't know if you got any funny any funny. Uh, um, I believe I may have had news one. around the world. I'll, I'll say mine. I guess I mean this has already been pretty big, but we can talk about it. Let's talk about the horn dogs, Foden and Greenwood. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, during Nations League recently, Phil Foden and uh, or England played Iceland, right? In Iceland, yeah. And uh, Phil Foden and Mason Greenwood got in trouble because they broke COVID protocols by inviting Icelandic girls to their rooms. Um, at the team hotel, and they got caught for it, and they got removed from, I guess you can call it camp, mm-hmm. and they got sent home. And you, when you sent me that, I'm like, what is Phil doing? He already has a kid, and, and he doesn't he, he have like a girlfriend too, or something? Huh? Doesn't he have like a girlfriend also? I'm pretty sure he has a girlfriend, and uh, they have a kid together. And keep in mind, the kid is like, I think he's two years old. 
and Phil is only like 19, so he had that thing when he was 17 years old. Keep it in your pants, man. I know you're I know you're a young young kid and you're going to make mistakes, but Hey, bad look. I mean, bad bad look. look. First and call up too. Someone someone tweeted out that they they risked like their their international career for a bleach Sadio Mane looking girl, girls or something like a bleach Sadio Mane. I was like, oh my god. Um, but it's it's just funny, bro. And then, like at the end of the day, I'm thinking too, like if you're the English the English coach, like why are you pairing them both in the same room together? Like why don't you put them yeah, with like put them with a veteran guy? It was. You can easily avoid that by doing that. Like, you easily avoid that situation by doing that. So, um, shout-out to Greenwood. Shout-out to Foden. Just get, in, just get in theirs, man. Just trying to get theirs. <laughs> just trying to get theirs, for sure. Um, do you have anything else? I don't really have anything, I don't think, from this week. I'm trying to look through here. Mm. Yeah, I think I don't really think I have any. Although, what did you, we talked about something earlier that was uh, – could have basically been an extra touch, but for anyone new that is listening for now that this is season two, mm-hmm. um, our extra touch segment is basically stuff that we didn't think had enough, you know, to make a full story about it, like a full segment of the show. So it's just something like we throw in at the end that is either funny or, or interesting that happened um, in the past week since the last episode um, that we like to throw in at the end of our episode. So always stay tuned to the end to hear those. Uh, but I don't really think I have any this week, to be honest. So that's a little disappointing, I know. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I do enjoy our extra touch segment. Yeah. I, uh, I guess my really only thing would be my gripe on this Peacock thing, Peacock streaming service. You know, they tease us last year with saying it's going to be free, and then all of a sudden it's $5 a month starting next year. And we are saying that I don't think NBC Gold is even around anymore. And last season it seemed like if – there were games at different time slots, mm-hmm. especially the the late games. Those would all you would always be able to watch those without having to pay for anything. But now this game today, Spurs Everton, ten thirty game. It's the only game on, and we have to go freaking pay for it. So big fuck you to Peacock and those who operate Peacock. And I'd like to give a nudge to our friends at ESPN to you know. Have something in the works because I think you'd make an ass ton of money on being able to stream those yeah. games somehow if you could. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for me also, man. I don't really have anything off the top of my head. I'm kind of looking around. There's nothing been. I mean, I guess what's been what's happened since our last podcast we did. I mean, like the messy situation. You know, like not being able to leave. Yeah, Barcelona. the messy situation. I mean, I, I you talked. We talked about it before. I don't think. Anybody in any sport is worth $700 million, especially no. after the age of 30, yeah. past the age of 30. And, uh, I mean, I, I just think that dude is stuck there. I mean, as bad as it is to hear, until his contract is officially I up. I think it's next year, actually. Until his contract is officially up, he's he's stuck there. And that team has no plan right now. It doesn't seem like. they're trying. Like I heard they're trying to go for the pie. Yeah, like you, think, you think the pie, you think Suarez is gone like, you think, pretty much. You think the pie is gonna lead the ranks and that like is a sure striker? Like I just don't I don't see that. I don't see it. No, I mean I don't he'd be a, tr- maybe a winger. But I know they want to try to get uh, Wynaldum, which I think would that would be a good signing. Wynaldum. That would be a good signing. Wynaldum would be a good signing, but apparently they got no money either. I mean, they just have so many old players that they need to get yeah, rid of. They like do. PK, they have a lot like, of dead weight. Oh, man, I mean they're run worse than United. 
As of right now, yeah. I think they're one of the worst run clubs, clubs in, in the in the world right now. In the world right now, so to be honest, it sucks to see that. Um, and I was actually looking forward to seeing Messi maybe in the Premier League. I know you were as a City fan because that was probably where he's gonna go. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I really think City or PSG are the only teams that could really afford afford him. Yeah, not only his transfer fee but his salary. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I mean, I think. I think if he wants really wants out, he's have to be willing to work with work with the next club to, you know, negotiate a wage because not anyone not just any team could pay what yeah, he has been being paid. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he would I mean I don't think he I think he was gonna leave for less. Like he was gonna go to city, I think he was willing to take a pay cut. Like he's already set for life. I mean, it doesn't even yeah. matter. This I think he he's wants to win trophies. I mean that's he has what it more is. money than he knows what to do with, um, so let's But yeah, that's simmer the expectations. I got one more story also. Alex Morgan won the Tottenham women's Tottenham. Yeah, uh, yeah, quick, yeah, quick little segment here on the NWSL and women's soccer in general. It seems like uh, it's because Alex Morgan hasn't been the only one. City have signed Sam Mewis. I mean, United, United signed. United have signed. I think Press Tobin Heath and Press, Tobin Heath and Kristen Press. Yeah. So it seems like, I mean, the NWSL and you know, U.S. women's soccer is seen as best um u.s women's soccer in particular is seen as the best so naturally nwsl you, the american league but they're all leaving but they're all leaving yeah so i don't know if it, part of it has to do with this covid stuff or maybe there's i think i think club level i think europe's still better than the u.s so in terms of club level right i don't know i For mean women's? i think what it comes down to is i think I think the clubs in England will invest more in the women's game than maybe owners of clubs here because, I mean, it's just, it. it, it I mean, it's not like the Chicago Fire have Chicago Fire men, Chicago Fire women, Arsenal City they have Manchester City men, Manchester City women. Yeah. So it's the 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 same ownership group is investing that money into you know both sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas you have maybe owners with a lot less net worth with a lot less money to invest in the states in the states so i wonder if that is the biggest contributing factor to that it's probably, it. um, it's probably it. i would think so um and i know here in nwsl they're not doing like a full-on season they're doing kind of like a tournament format oh okay yeah um i know it's growing here the league is growing here mm. but i think they're going to be in trouble if you know, all the especially the women's national team stars, they go abroad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those are the biggest stars. That's that's who the girls here want to see. Mm-hmm. And if they're not here, and you're just watching, you know, mediocre women's players who may not even be good enough to get into the national team, I, I think the the league will really struggle. So, I, I have noticed that. So I'm actually glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sam Mewis went to City. I think someone else went to City. And then Tobin Heath and Kristen Press went to United. Morgan, Alex Morgan to Spurs. I mean, that's five, six players right there, all national team players, mm-hmm. key national team players too, not just fringe players. No. So, yeah. yeah. So that's a that's a that's a good yeah that's a good topic of conversation as well. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think we're I think we're good for for this episode. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be talking a, a new season, Hell yeah. new content, a couple new teams, leads, talking mm-hmm. about leads, really looking forward to seeing how, how that plays out. Uh, but yeah, it's good to be back, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for 
pers- uh, putting up with our hiatus, and we're back. We're back, baby. All right. Peace out, guys. Peace out.